0: What are you afraid of? Any, any, any volunteers? What, what are you afraid of? Toads. Not a great thing living in Queensland. <laughs> what, what are some other things people are afraid of? Failure. Failure. Anyone else? The future. future. I remember telling this story uh, at our Christmas carols uh, a couple of years ago, and Emily was sitting next to the principal of the school uh, across the road, and the principal turned to her and said, how would you feel if you saw these angels appear? And she said, I would be terrified. She was three. But our world is full of fear, isn't it? And if we look even over the last 20 years, we've seen a great deal that our world has to face but I think many of us, particularly here in Australia, have never really felt the effects of those until now. I don't think in our generation anything has stirred up quite as much fear as this pandemic. But we all have fears of some kind. I'm afraid of what my kids will be like in 10 years' time. I'm afraid of whether they will be alive in my care. (laughs) But I'm also afraid that people will miss out on the gospel, that people will come to church week in, week out, and miss the gospel, the life, the hope, and the salvation that is found in Jesus. That's one of my greatest fears. And I'm sure you have any number of fears. Fear of failure, fear of the future, fear of toads, spiders, small spaces. I'm sure we could fill the wall with different fears. And as we've gone through the Christmas story, we find there is fear. At the beginning, we hear, hear of Zechariah. A priest who goes to the temple and an angel appears to him and he is afraid. An angel appears to a young teenage girl and she is afraid. And we've just read of the angels appearing to shepherds and they are afraid. And like Emily, when she was asked how she would feel, they were terrified. But in each of those cases, what I want us to reflect on are these words. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. And these words are repeated over and over and over again through Scripture. Do not Fear, do not be afraid. Yes, an angel of God is standing before them and they say, do not be afraid. If you were to take those words, to embed them in your mind, your heart, and all of life, imagine how tomorrow, imagine how today, tomorrow would be different. If you could take those words, if you could hold them, touch them, taste them, sense them with your entire being, how would that change today and tomorrow? I imagine it would change your life. And that's what these words do. Do not be afraid. I want to just offer you some thoughts on that. First and foremost, when we understand what this means for the Christian, for the person who comes to God, do not be afraid. The first thing is that it results in glorifying and praising God. When Zechariah finally understood what God had done, he praised God. When Mary understands these words, she praises God. When the shepherds see Jesus, they praise God. And so that's the first thing. When we understand when God says, do not be afraid, it results in praise. But also... These are words of power. These words are most best seen at the cross. And we're reminded that even though we reflect and celebrate the birth of Jesus, we know what's coming. And what's coming is the cross. And these words ring right from the beginning all the way to the cross, do not be afraid. And at the cross, Jesus says, it is done. I have conquered sin, I have conquered death, I have conquered all of your fears. And so as we praise God, we also remember that Jesus has conquered sin, death, and all that we might fear. For the Christian, that's great, great news. That we can walk with Jesus and know that he has conquered all of these things that we fear. But if you haven't come to Jesus, then that's what you need to do. The only solution to fear is to come to Jesus. And that translates into how we live. As we leave from this place, as we go out into the world, as we go to work, as we go to school... As we go out to our families, our world is in fear. But in Christ, we need not fear. People are afraid of this pandemic. But there is no reason to fear. Now, there is reason to be careful. There is reason to be wise, there is reason to make sure we take the proper care of ourselves and each other. But there is no reason to fear. Some of you may have seen uh, a quote from Martin Martin Luther um, going around over these last couple of years, and I won't quote it, but in essence, he said, I will do what is asked of me. I will follow government regulations. I will do what is needed to protect myself. I will look after my health for the sake of others. But I will not fear to go and help those in need. And so, for the Christian who understands that there is no fear in Christ, we do what we need to do. We follow the precautions and the necessary things to keep ourselves healthy. But because we do not have any fear in Christ, when those who are in need need our help, we can go. And that's what fear does. It opens the door to love and care for those who are in fear. As a church, it means that we have no fear of the people who walk through these doors we can open our doors, we can open our arms, we can open our homes to people of all kinds. Because there is no fear in Christ. There are people who fear others because of where they've come from. Because of a particular people that they belong to. People fear others, but in Christ, we understand there is No reason to fear and so we can open our doors and our homes and our lives to one another. There is the fear of failure, there is the fear of the future. But again, we come to Christ knowing that he has conquered all these things and that he is the king. And so where there is failure, there is grace. Where there is uncertainty about the future, there is assurance that our God is eternal and sits on the throne forever and ever, and all authority in heaven and earth and on earth belongs to him. And so whatever fear exists, it is conquered and it is overcome in Christ. Can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. At Christmas, we remember these words, do not fear, do not be afraid. And it changes the little things of the everyday to the big things that overwhelm our world. And everything in between. Because Christ is one. Christ has conquered sin, death, and all things. And he says, do not be afraid. Because he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And he promises to be with us always. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, What amazing news. What good news. We remember as we celebrate your birth. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Lord God, would you meet each and every one of us and speak into each one of our fears speak with grace mercy and love that we might know the power of these words and the power of your gospel that we might find life in the Lord Jesus so help us to come to him today as we remember that he has come And as humbly as he has come into this world, he is also the glorious king who sits on the throne of heaven. He is the king of Christmas. And he is Emmanuel, God with us today, tomorrow and forever. Amen. I'm going to sing one last song uh, before we wrap up today.